And the good yeah. feeling you have with this guy has it's, nothing to do with him. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you and him. It has to do with literally your body saying like, I want that. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm all right. Doing all right. We're a little stressed with this Q&A because there's construction going on yeah, on the building across the alleyway here. All the varieties of sounds. You got yeah. the jackhammering. You got the power drill. Yeah. You got the blowtorch. Yeah, you got the... Vroom, yeah, the right tick, now. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, then, and then, yeah, <laughs> then you have the tick, tick. I don't know what's worse, the or the tick, tick. To me, it's a oh. that really that that gets your attention. Actually, come to think of it, it's kind of amazing that we've had Dear Shandy for over three years and this hasn't been more of a thing. Yeah, like, we've had it coming from all sides. Yeah, we also have the barking of neighbors. <laughs> we have do- remember the door slammer. We yeah. used to have a st- every time. It was like it was like with malice. Yeah, the heavy yeah. steel door. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. Wow. I guess we should be proud of ourselves. Yeah. Shall we get going answering our listeners' cues, Andy? Hey, easy on that point. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Okay. This first question is from C, as in the letter, Andy. That works. CeeLo Green. I love CeeLo Green. Yeah. He was great. And he's, then he was gone. Yeah. What happened to CeeLo Green? That's what I ask myself all the time. What happened to CeeLo Green? Yeah. I mean, that was someone who I... Perked up. I yeah. listened to, I was like, that's talent. Yeah, he was one of the last greats. Mm. Like the ones you're like, oh yeah, CeeLo Green, he's yeah, great. he's going to be around like, forever. <laughs> yeah, then gone. Yep. I think he took his dough. He did a huge, he did a Sprite camp. He, he was the Sprite guy for a while. Was it 7-Up or Sprite? I don't know. He, 100% Can, I'm going to be honest with you, Sprite, 7-Up, they taste the same. Is I, that offensive? I, 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 I was I, met with silence. No, no, no. I'm not going to fully disagree, but okay. I will say this. Sprite is to 7-Up as Pepsi is to Coke, in my opinion. In my opinion, the difference is there's a little more fizz and a little less sweetness in Coke and 7-Up than Sprite and Pepsi. That's my opinion. But that's not the point. The point is I think that CeeLo Green took his 7-Up and or Sprite money and just uh-huh. was like, F it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to live my life. Like, I respect he, that. He didn't want to be in the business. He wasn't chasing fame. Yeah. More money. Just, like, just chasing money. I got He <laughs> <laughs> got what he came for. Yeah. Dear Shandy, let me just start off by saying I love your podcast. Between your in-depth and intricate bachelor takes and your reasonable and thorough relationship advice, you have me hooked and feeling like I somewhat know how to better navigate dating in my 30s. Oh, how nice. Thank you, Aww. C. Thank you. I'm a 33-year-old female living in Philadelphia, and I recently went on a first date with a man I met on the apps, 30. Before our first date, he invited me to meet him at his house and we could go from there. I did my normal quick Google search of his name to ensure he wasn't a murderer, and lucky for me, I didn't find any criminal history, but I did find his wedding website for a wedding that was supposed to happen a few weeks from now. Hmm. Now, on our first date, he I did... Think I think I, I have a little bone to pick here. Oh, really? I think the lucky part would be if she did find something really bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, because a guy who's done really bad things is you gotten away with it, most likely, oh. and will do it again and, and maybe get caught the next time. But 
if you find something bad, then you dodged a bullet. If you don't find something bad, you don't know. Maybe you got lucky. Maybe you got very unlucky. Maybe the guy's clean on the internet, but he's monster. Oh, that is such an Andy way to look at that. I'm just saying, I, I have a little, a little that, bit of an that, issue with the, the bone with the semantics. You have to pick. Yeah. Now, on our first date, he did tell me he recently went through a breakup with someone he was with for about eight years. He explained that although he's been officially single for about six weeks or so, the relationship had been pretty much over for about six months prior. Obviously, this known info that it was actually an engagement provides a bit more hesitation for me when I consider if he could really be ready to date someone new. So my question, do I tell him that I saw this info or allow him to share it when he's ready? I feel a little weird knowing that I know this, but also realize that these things exist and people have a past. So in some capacity, I think it's fair to take it with a grain of salt. Also, how soon after a serious breakup do you think someone could be seriously dating again? In my own experience, I've had breakups that took far too long and in reality both people were checked out of the relationship well before the actual breakup occurred i completely agree with mm-hmm. that yep. i've definitely oh everyone's done that except the geniuses we've spoke about geniuses? who the second they see the relationship like it's oh. just not going it's like the set like the inflection point of like yeah yeah, yeah huh? then they're like okay bye and they do it with decency those people are like that's that's the that's the, the goal for everyone in yeah. relationships. Yeah, and actually in that case, sometimes you could be accused of being a little cruel. Cruel, yeah. but, but it's, just, it's, it's not even, it's, it's actually the saver, opposite really. of cruel. It's cruel to not, to let it go one second past that point. Yeah, past the point where you know it's yeah. not Let them good remember anymore. the good times, have obviously pain about the loss. Yeah. But at least know that they never saw the backside of the hill. Yeah, I got to admit in high school, I was kind of like that. Then you're you're like genius. I would realize overnight that I wasn't into someone anymore, and then I would break up. That's with them the totally next day. you. Yeah, and I feel like in my twenties, though, I it became a lot more complicated. Yeah, you did. You yeah, had a couple. Yeah, I, of I let some things drag yeah, out for a few oh, years yeah. just because it got more serious. And you're like, this person really loves me. Do I want to give that up? I know that sounds very selfish, but I think you know a lot of people hold on to relationships for that reason. Wait a minute, are you, are you doing that now? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oof. I like start a podcast about our wow, relationship. And then people, there'll be a Reddit thread about this scene and this Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> like we saw it coming. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Any insight you can provide would be fabulous. I truly value the way you look at these situations deeply and from a realistic perspective, sincerely see. How nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have my opinion. Go ahead. I don't think she needs to mention this. No, not at I all. I think that most people are doing a light Google search or a light, light or online heavy. stock. Yeah. Especially since she's going over to his place. I think she's smart to look yeah, him up. Sure. I just feel like this will end up coming up pretty soon. And if it doesn't, then you can file that information away. It's like, why is he being so secretive? But this, these early dating stages, you just don't need to show all your cards. No. Why? Would, there's absolutely no reason. If there's, If anything, there's a lot of reason not to give that away right out of the gate. Think about all the things you've learned about me that I've opened up about since we've met. Oh. And pick the ones that you're like most like, whoa, that's like, yeah. wow. But I do it because I love you and we're open and honest with yeah. each other and we've developed we've this developed history. trust. Trust, extreme, 100% airtight trust. Is air or water? Which one's See, more tight, I've discovered air that people either say airtight or watertight. Which one's tighter? I feel like I air, 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 but air is smaller molecule. Actually, is yeah. it? Well, water has some water tension. Like it, 
even like even when it's dripping on it like over a glass you can see there's like a little bulge above the glass yeah yeah like it still has some tension yeah air is just like yeah I, through everything i'm gonna go airtight <laughs> is 15 percent tighter than water we'll see what the shandies yeah. say i'm sure someone will come through They'll, the, there will be a, a physicist yes who tells us the truth so you agree with me she doesn't need to tell him yeah but i was referring to with the airtight and or watertight situation the is trust we can say anything we want but on the first date i could have said Half the things that are kind of a little out there that I've told you about my life and my history and mm -hmm. just my personality would have been deal breakers on the first day. Well, the same with me. And s no, there's nothing. Oh, I Andy, see that. I tried yeah, to, I, I tried to trap so you. <laughs> I to love me. you more. It's just proven <laughs> right here. I love you more. I'm just saying for most relationships, if all the things that were told after 10 years of a relationship were narrowed down to the most like, whoa, things and said on a first date... 95% of the time, that relationship wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Be killed right out of the gate. So don't tell things like that. You don't have to. Yeah. You're not required. It's not, this is not illegal. You're not applying for the CIA. Also, I think that it, it just casts like the wrong tone. Like they're still in the, like, the, I think the fun getting to know you stage. I don't think you need to prompt a conversation about like, well, so what happened? I saw your wedding website. Why would you? didn't you? mention you were engaged. Why? I don't know. She just wants to be honest, but I think that like, it just is so not necessary. And I also. It's inappropriate. I actually think it's annoying when people reveal too much on a first date about like, like, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, let, let's keep it Oh, wait, light. are you let's talking about revealing too much on the first date? You're talking about her revealing that she saw the wedding website. Both. Oh. It's not his job to reveal that. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not her job to bring it up. Okay. I mean, you did Google me and saw that I was on The Bachelor. Yeah. After I told you not to Google me. And then you <laughs> waited until I brought up The Bachelor. I did. <laughs> So you've done exactly this, Andy. Practice what you preach. And then to address her second question, which is whether or not he could possibly be ready. Probably eight times out of 10, the person coming out of an eight year long relationship, he's only 30. I think more likely than not, he probably is not ready to just hop right into something really serious. He maybe just needs to like yeah. live his life as a single person for a while. So I, I would tread a little carefully in that regard. And, see. And you know can I add something on, on, along those lines? What? Is I think it's an asset to know this thing and to watch instead of pull. Yeah, just watch, see how he is, like mm -hmm. with the knowledge you have. That's the amazing thing about the internet <laughs> is we can find out almost everything about a person we're about to go on a date with, yeah. almost, like all the basic stuff about their life. And we don't have to tell them. We go in with this huge advantage, oh, but it's an arms race. It's, Everyone has it. Yeah, so it's and, so weird though because I feel that sometimes, like I'm like F list fame. Like I really don't. No, no, you've moved up. No, I think you're C. C no, I give me a break. You're C. F. You F. are a one. You are a solid C. I'm not a C. You're a C. I'm not even close to being a C. At best, I'm a D minus. So what am I? And well, you're no, you're tied with me. Uh, oh, maybe you're a little below me because I'm didn't like go one notch lower, which makes me like an F minus. <laughs> I won't stand for this. <laughs> anyway, my point is, it's sometimes weird when you're in a situation and you you just get a feeling like mm. we have a spidey sense, both of us now, that someone knows who we are, like right, right, recognize right. or listens to the podcast, but isn't saying something. It's just kind of weird to know that someone can have so much information about you and you don't but, know that they have that information. But as I said, it's an honest choice. Everyone sort of tacitly knows. Mm. They know 
they know they just, it's not said. It's, you know what it's like? It's like when someone, when after a big meal on a date, you know, the woman's like, oh, I have to use the ladies room. Uh-huh. And, you know, she goes, it's like, it's like the ladies room. I have to use the ladies room. Is that she's going to go in there. powder. Yeah. She's going to go in there and like, just like, just brush her hair. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, but really there's a good chance she's going to be taking a dump. <laughs> She's usually peeing. You peeing. That's true. But (laughs) even peeing. It's not like she gets up. She's like, oh, we have had a great meal and I've drank a lot of liquids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go empty my bladder with urine in the bathroom. No, it's true. But we all know what's happening, Mm -hmm. but we don't say it. We all know that we've Googled each other. We all know that we have a little advantage on each other. And that's part of life now. And we just exist with that. We don't have to talk about it. Okay. But so to get to the other question, which is, do you think that he could be ready? I'm saying 80% chance no, but my unpopular opinion is that a full 20%, which I think is a high percent, most people would say there's no and, way. And I think that there's a, some people are totally fine with hopping into another relationship. 100% of that. And I agree with your ratio, but I also will say this. If it's right, it's always 100% to zero. Ooh. Oh, Andy, that's the romantic in you. Mm-hmm. How nice. Yeah. That's cute. Très bien. <laughs> that's French. <laughs> Okay, we can move on. See, good luck. I don't think you need it. No, you'll be fine. Just yeah. don't don't talk about this stuff. <laughs> All right, this next question is from Molly. No. Dear Shandy, I have a question regarding my late grandma's wedding ring. My grandma passed away peacefully this past spring. Shortly before her passing, she told my mother that she wanted me to have her wedding ring. Since her death, I have not seen the ring or heard any mention of it. Mm. The ring's absence has been bothering me for months, but I don't know how to ask for it or if I even should without my family pressuring me to get married or questioning why I want it. For context, my boyfriend, 29 male, and I, 26 female, have been dating for 11 years and living together for five years. Our relationship is loving, communicative, hilarious, and overall amazing. I could see myself marrying him someday, but the commitment of marriage scares me. Yes, I am in therapy, lol, and we are not financially ready for a wedding yet anyway. For those reasons, we won't be needing the ring anytime soon. That being said, I see the ring as so much more than a tool for getting married. I see it as a symbol of my connection with my grandmother, which I would love to have regardless of my marital status. The problem is I don't know how to broach this topic with my mother. She has been practically begging us to get married for years, so I don't want to get her hopes up by asking for the ring. Another complicating factor, I suspect that my mom has the ring, but I am not sure. Honestly, my grandma could have been buried with it. I didn't think to check her finger at the visitation for obvious reasons. Wow, this is getting grim. My mother also has two other sisters who can be a bit materialistic, so it's possible that one of them might have it. Sorting my grandma's possessions has caused a lot of family drama and I don't want to trigger any more animosity between my mom and her sisters. I fear that asking for the ring could stir up complicated feelings that my mom and her sisters had put to rest months ago. So my question is, should I ask for the ring or try to forget about it? If I ask for it, how should I do it without getting my mom's hopes up and creating an awkward situation or stirring up sisterly drama? Thank you in advance. I love the podcast and would be honored to receive your advice. Smiley face, Molly. Hmm. Complicated. And yeah. yet also, I feel very strongly about well, this. Well, go ahead. This is two questions in a row. You feel strongly oh, about Oh, really? Do you, yeah. I mean, do you, do you want to go first? No. You know what this is like? This is like when I sometimes, you know, in, in like elementary school or something, I would, I would cheat on tests. Everyone okay. did. And I would know. <laughs> 
did. Everyone cheated. It was like obvious. Who cares? Elementary. I think there's just varying degrees of cheating. It's like fifth grade. Who there's cares? like the person that like looks over. Oh my god! I remember one time I was in college and this mm. star singer. He was like you know he was the prodigy mm. he would like come through class every once in a while to the point where he was openly like is it okay if i just like look at your test while i'm sitting next to you oh and I, wow and i was like okay <laughs> oh my god it should be the other way around you should be the one doing that why you're like the pretty girl you should be like can i just look at your test he's like sure uh, fine. i just i'm not confrontational and i just felt kind of like like he was, everyone knew that he was going to have a singing career. So it's like, it, it was so inconsequential whether or not oh. he did well in the test. But you were saying, sorry, elementary school cheating. Anyway, so I, I would be like, I kind of think I know the answer, but it would be a lot easier if I just knew the answer. So I would just cheat and be like, oh yeah, that's what I thought. So I didn't really cheat. <laughs> like I, I kind of knew that. It, it was just, just confirming. Yeah, it's confirmed my answer. Yeah. So I would like my answer to be confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, okay. by you. Wow, that was such a good analogy, Andy. Thank you. Very good. Okay, for me, I when I read this question, I see Molly as the stapler guy from Office Space. Okay, I wanted to know where this is going. So the, the stapler guy from Office Space is like, oh, oh, I, I would like a piece of cake. Oh, actually, like I don't want to be moved to the basement oh. where there's a lot. She's like, she's like, oh, actually, you know, Grandma did say that I could have a ring. Yeah, oh, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. oh, but you know, you really want me to get married. I don't she's want you to passive. associate it with the money. Oh, like, oh, and and I don't know. Maybe one of my aunts has it, but like, I don't want to stir up the family drama again by disrupting them. Okay, I'll just wait. Okay, Molly. Like I have one. I have one issue with this. Oh wait, with my analogy. I, I I did. I listened to all your examples. Yeah. And not a single one was commitment to the stapler guy. <laughs> but I do a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. She's too passive. She's letting the life dictate to her. Yeah. So what if people know she wants to get married? Just or, do no, it. No, no, she don't. She no. <laughs> That's not the takeaway. Oh, I, I missed. She it. doesn't want to get married. No, but who cares if people think she wants to get married? Oh, who cares if people think okay, she doesn't okay, want to get married? Okay. Who cares if people think she's coveting a ring? Who yeah, cares yeah. if her sisters are talking? She should just stop caring so much and just live her life. She wants that ring. She is not, entitled is, to she's that She's entitled, entitled to the ring. And even if she's not technically entitled to it, it's a perfectly reasonable ask. I do think, Molly, you need to do this sooner than later. Yeah. Because I think the more time passes, I don't care how much drama was surrounding her grandmother's things. She was promised one thing. It's something that actually means a lot to her that makes her feel connected to her grandmother. If you wait a year. Who knows? You don't know what's going to happen. Like yeah. that, that stuff. That could be in a pawn shop. It could be at a pawn shop. It could end up in, it could be in someone's possession, but they don't even know where it is. I just think you need to stop caring so much what other people think, including your mother. You do not need to get this ring only under the pretense of it being used as your engagement ring. I presume, unless her grandmother said that. I actually think I know how I would do this. Like, I don't think this is that complicated. Uh -huh. I think I would just go to my mom, her mom. You know, I would, it would be, I would make this a talk. Yeah. I, I, this is a talk. This is a talk. You sit down, you, you have avoid a talk. The talk. Yeah, don't let her like be doing other things like, you know, totally. just like doing shopping online yeah. while she's listening. No, this has to be a talk. And you say, listen, um, you know, I, I, I don't want you to read into this, but grandma meant a lot to me, you know, and I want to like honor her memory. And one day I plan on getting married. That's in. No, in no, not necessarily. I don't think she even needs no, to plan no. on getting I married. I think she should put it there because by acknowledging the elephant, it makes her mother less, you know, you know, conspiracy oh, theory spinning. 
so you think her mother is concerned about her becoming an old maid or yeah, something? She's marriage has to be laid on the table. Mm. Because her mother's going to immediately be like, "Oh, you want the ring? You're getting married. Who's you going to marry? Are you going to marry that guy? When are you getting married? You know, it, she's got a the elephant's right there. Acknowledge she's the elephant. Twenty six years old doesn't matter. Oh my Who god, knows? there's something generational. Maybe she's the oldest woman in this family to not be married. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, but she says, "Listen." I may get married one day. I am not. There's no immediate plans, so don't don't get crazy. Just just you know create that you know th- th- that acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And 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 if someone else has claim to it, or or if it's in the ground, I mean, God forbid, that's fine. I I, I totally understand. Well, I, I but I just want to say that I that would mean a lot to me. It would really be a, a sentimental thing and also a very meaningful thing to, to honor her memory and. I do plan on getting married one day and I would use this as my ring. Done. I do think there's some generational differences here for sure. Like I think it's possible that maybe her mother is of the mindset that why would she want the ring or need the ring, have any use for this engagement ring unless it's going to be her wedding ring. You know, it's not enough for it to just be a symbol of her love with her grandmother. It has to be a symbol of matrimony, you know, being passed down like an heirloom. That's why I don't totally disagree with your take on like telling the mother that, I, you know, I'm getting married one day. But my issue with that is that it is still cowering to her mother's requirement that she get married one day when I really think that it's time, Molly, at 26... She's nearing that age where you need to start standing up for yourself and realizing that your parents don't know all. Like She has to go after something that she wants and that means something to her. I'm getting a f- vibe from a lot of this email that there's a passivity in her choices. Even the fact that they've been to get dating for 11 years. She's been with this guy since she was 15 years old. Oh, whoa, that's right. She's 26. He's 29. 11 years living together for five years. She's been living with him since 21. And then she's scared of, of of marriage, you know, like, so and I love that she says she's in therapy, LOL. I just feel like there comes a point where you just want to take the reins of your own life and be like, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I'm actually impressed in a way that she hasn't already caved to all the pressure to get married. And it's almost like a part of her is like, no, there's like something else I want to do here. I'm not sure what it is yet. And who knows? I'm not saying that she's not meant to be with this guy. It's more like I want her to just spread her wings a bit. It feels like she's all like tight, like in, well, in a cage. <clears throat> well, that's that's an interesting point. And maybe this question is a red herring for what the real issue is, mm-hmm. is why is she still? And, and now I'm becoming her mother. I'm like, <laughs> why is she still with this guy and not married? <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Like, I'm sure all the family get togethers. It's like, so oh, like, what's it's going a nightmare. on? And now she has for a ring. She's can you getting imagine? the milk for free. <laughs> she could say, you know what? I, I realize in that sit down, she could say anything she wants. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that's going to happen after that is every sister's going to get called. Guess who asked for the ring? <laughs> <laughs> the gossip will yeah. spread. But but I also will say this. She is pa- she's she's very passive, I agree, but I do think that she has to go through the gatekeeper. Her mother's the gatekeeper for this ring. Yes. So she kind of has to play a little 100%. game here. And I don't even know if passive's the right word. It's just too concerned about other people's comfort, other people's desires, other people's expectations. But in a way that is passive because pa- passivity to me, the ultimate passivity is like you're letting the tide kind of move you oh, and you're like I'm I'm good with this. The I, tide's good. I don't want to disrupt the tide. The tide is all her familial connections and yeah. the pressure she's got. Yeah. I also think it's just being overly considerate of other people. Yeah. I think you can be considerate of other people and still speak up for what you want. And 
I, I think we'll leave it there. How she chooses to go about it, I think, is up to her. But I think that the message I want to get across here, and I think we agree with this, is yeah. that she needs to definitely go after the ring. Yeah. Not, it's not a materialistic thing. Yeah. Go she, get that it, ring. She is owed that. Her grandmother wanted her to have the it's ring. It's ridiculous. Yeah. She should get that ring. Uh, she should get it. She legally almost should get it. Unless there was some stipulation, like she only wants her to have it as her engagement ring, something like that, something she's not mentioning. I don't know, but I just, I feel like this is a really good exercise for her. And Molly, you should not sit on this because it's going to be weirder if you wait a year or two years. Then it's like, oh, remember grandma's ring? And then everyone's like, yeah. huh? Yeah. I don't know. what. Who has yeah. her ring? Yeah. Oh, we melted that down a couple of years ago. <laughs> You never know. And I will say one last thing because mm-hmm. I do I I I want to make sure that that we're answering possibly the real question here. Mm-hmm. I think that Molly. Molly, you should have a day that you set aside for yourself, not just your talk with your mom. You should have a full day where you set aside it's your day, no work, no hanging out with friends, just full day of thinking about what you want in life with your relationship and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I have a feeling that just based on some general information here that you have let life dictate your course a little too much. Yeah, just, possibly. Just sit with it. Sit with it all day. It, Don't do oh, anything but think. It might take longer than a day. <laughs> just one, one day is a good start. Yeah. All right, Molly, good luck. I do feel like you need it, but I think 26 is the perfect time. For yeah. her to start oh, yeah. flexing this muscle that I don't think she's been using very much. Agreed. Good luck. All right. So this next question is from A, what? as in the letter. <laughs> Dear Shandy, I love your podcast so much and Q&As are my absolute favorite. I listen to all of them at least twice. Ooh, that wow. is a Shandy. Four months ago, I, 29 female, started dating a guy, 29 male, James, in a big U.S. city. We met on a dating app and fell in love very quickly. After only a couple of months, we already traveled together to Australia and it was the best adventure ever. He is extremely kind, dependable, loves me unconditionally, very smart, funny, shows his feelings, is a good listener and provides the best hugs and advice when I have hardship. No. How nice is I that? want a James. I'm, no, I mean, I have a James, but I want is, another am I, James. Am I James? You're James. Do I give good hugs you and advice? You give the best hugs. I, you give, as a matter of fact, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Hugs. Your hugs are like my shutdown. Oh, but what about my advice? It, that's a slower progress. <laughs> I think I give you good advice. No, the advice is good, but I don't immediately. It's not like you start giving me advice and I'm just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> takes a little while. Like, here's my advice. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, give me that advice. Oh. I mean, I kind of feel that about advice sometimes. No, advice is good, but you have to wait for the whole advice to play itself out. A hug is like instant gratification. <laughs> he proposed to move in and wants to have a family with me. And yes, Andy, he wishes me good night every night. We don't fall asleep together, which doesn't happen often anymore. Mm. I love him so much, too. Anyway, he is perfect. There's nothing more I can ask for, and there are no issues with him. New paragraph. Uh-oh. A few years ago, I was in a long-distance relationship, eight months. We met at a party and instantly liked each other. TLDR, too long, didn't read. <laughs> oh. I know what that means you know now. now. I kind of know now, too. <laughs> it only took one Google for me to know what TLDR <laughs> meant. One Google? We started dating after I visited his town for work. Let's call him Anthony. He has the best sense of humor. His name is Anthony. 
What? You don't? Yeah. The, when they ever say, let's call him Anthony, it's always Anthony. You think so? Yeah. You don't say, let's call him. It's like an inside joke with yourself. <laughs> it's like his, it's his real name. Really, really, his name is Anthony. I don't know if his name is Anthony. But generally when I do that, it's a joke. I'm like, let's call him. You know, oh. like on The Simpsons, like they're like saying someone in the class who did something really bad. Yeah. And they're like, for simplicity, let's call this person Miss Simpson. Let's uh, actually L. Simpson. Wait, so do you think James therefore is not? No, James is a fake name, but okay. Anthony is the real guy. Oh, wow, Andy. No. He has the best sense of humor. Andy, I think you would have a blast talking to this guy. He is truly one of a kind. Every day that I've spent with him is ingrained in my memory. It was that fun. We have tried to make it work in a long distance way, but he never moved or made any significant progress towards moving. His city is not great and he knows it. I would say he is not as dependable, but he is kind, is a good person, and traveling and Briefly living with him was an amazing journey I cannot forget. New paragraph. Mm. My question is, I found the perfect guy for me. Should I simply forget about Anthony? Every time we chat, my memories start living again, and I miss that epic sense of humor he was bringing in. A. So a few years ago, she briefly dated Anthony long distance for eight months. It sounds like he was just hilarious. And so she was really wooed by that. I mean, as many people are. But... I find it interesting that she started dating James four months ago. He's perfect in every way. And she's like, mm, but Anthony, it's like, it's so, the answer is so obvious that I'm, I'm wondering what she wants us to say. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like if she wants permission from us to tell her to give Anthony another shot, but I'm not going to say that. She went too far in, in all the superlatives about James. Like how yeah. can we go against James? Like you, I, I know what you're saying. I feel like this is her subconscious being like, get dear Shani to tell you to go after this guy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Live out your dreams. Find, find Anthony. You're yeah. still thinking about him. Yeah. What she wants is for us to say, go get this guy. Yeah. She's like, Oh, it's okay now. Yeah. But we can't. No, I'm can't not going to tell that. you that. I can't do it. I, I think, how old is she? She's 29. So is James. I don't, we don't know how old Anthony is. I think, I mean, a bird in the hand to in the bush, obviously she should stick with James based on that alone. <laughs> yeah. I think that based purely on the mathematical statistics she gave in this question, yes, this is a little immature of her to want that when she has this. Mm. But I don't know the intricacies. There's not enough detail. Yeah. But everything you, she said about James was wonderful. You know, like she's, she loves him. She's in love with him. He gives her hugs when yeah, she needs good them. Advice. Good advice. He's dependable. He's dependable. He's committed to her. He's just not hilarious. Well, so that's what we have to deduce. That's what I find interesting is that with everything she lists about James is how great he is, but she doesn't mention what she's missing from him that she does get from Anthony. We have to make that assumption that he's just not as funny as Anthony. But I'm going to tell you right now, A, as someone who's married to, I think, a very funny person, Andy's sense of humor is not why I married him. It's not like that was obviously, I think, what roped me in. That's what gave me like a sort of twinkle in my eye for you and definitely kept me interested in the beginning. But if that's all there was and then I got to know you and learned that you were not dependable and you you weren't willing to move for me or you weren't willing to commit to me in the way I wanted you to, then what good is that? 
the laughs are not going to get you far if then the rest of the time you're like frustrated or confused as to how committed he is to you. I, I agree. And I know it's a loss to not have that extra layer of laughter in mm-hmm. life. I oh, know definitely. That's something you I long needed, for. I always was going to end up with someone who made me laugh. Whether or not they made everyone laugh the way you do, but every guy I've been with in some way did make me laugh. Yeah, and, I, and I'll and i say this again. I've said this a million times, and I know this seems very oversimplified. Okay. But I think that relationships that end... 99.999% of the time end for a reason and they should end. Yeah. And I think that that combined with the fact that she's with a guy who seems great, she didn't have one negative one thing, not thing. even one neutral thing. Not no. even one, like he does this, but that's fine. It was all glowing. Uh-huh. It was an A plus report card. Yeah. <laughs> and now she just, she's eating at a five-star restaurant and she remembers this other five-star restaurant she used to eat at that's across town. Yeah. And she's like... Well, it has a dish that she liked. Yeah. And, th- and that and that restaurant now is... Uh, she's not allowed there anymore. <laughs> she got blacklisted. She complained too much about the service. But the food is so good. She acted she, out at the restaurant. <laughs> she acted out. Yeah. They're like, you, no more. Yeah, no yeah. more soup for you. But she, she still thinks about that restaurant. She's like, that food was so good. Mm-hmm. But she's eating at a five-star restaurant where the service is good and they love her. They love her. They're like, oh. Miss Molly, it's so good <laughs> it's to not have Miss Molly. It's Miss A. Oh, whatever. <laughs> She's Molly to me now. Miss A, it's so good. What? Sit down. Yeah, hey, yeah. we got a special table for mm-hmm. you. It's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, apparently. I think is that Italian? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's something to unpack here. She didn't really talk about how often she talks to Anthony. She says every time we chat, my memories start living again. A. I don't know how often you're chatting with Anthony. I do really believe you can be friends with an ex. I really do, as we've clearly stated many yeah. times. Also, episode five, can you be friends with an ex? But if what it's doing, if chatting with Anthony, all it's really doing is making you notice what you're missing with James, I do not think it's in your best interest to really invest in that friendship too much. I, I agree with you. I think it's it's a forbidden fruit. Uh-huh. And you don't you don't smell forbidden fruit. You don't you certainly don't eat forbidden fruit. And you don't look at forbidden fruit. <laughs> you don't look yeah. at forbidden fruit. <laughs> you acknowledge the fruit's existence, <laughs> but you don't engage with said fruit. I think in a way, an amazing sense of humor is sort of like amazing sex. Yeah. You cannot assume that because you have this thing that's so amazing with someone that that makes them a good partner. And actually it can be kind of, it can screw with your head because you're like, oh, well, this is so great. I, the other stuff kind of, yeah, it works. It works. Like you start justifying the other parts of the relationship that actually without that sex or without that sense of humor, you probably wouldn't be considering this relationship at all. Look at it that way. If I married the girl who made me laugh the hardest or had or was the best in bed, my life would be a nightmare right now. Oh, that was that was like the weirdest backhanded compliment <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> Are you saying that I don't make you laugh the hardest and I'm not the best in bed? Uh, um, <laughs> I've been with a lot of people. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. No, I actually you make me laugh the hardest. Here's the thing about best in bed. I think best in bed, oftentimes you need 
tension or like you need a fighting. You need something. to dislike them a little bit. Yeah. There it, needs to be some kind of not good thing happening. Yeah, not necessarily. Because but, we, I wouldn't trade what we have in that department for anything. And I wouldn't trade what we have in the human humor department for anything because I've grown with you and I've learned that, no, this is actually the best mm. because of all the other stuff. It's, it's like a, it's like a symphony. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, I really love cello. Well, listen to Tchaikovsky's fifth with just a cello. See how that sounds. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I agree, obviously. Yeah. It's funny, I can p- picture people being kind of shocked by that. No. But I feel like people expect that you you marry the person you just find the funniest and have the best sex with and get along the best with and I don't know, all these things. But it's it's so much more than that. It's like what goes, like it's honestly, it's the first paragraph where she describes James. It's like someone's dependable who gives you a really good hug when you need it and gives you good advice and you can rely on them. They're committed to you. Stick with James. Yeah. Stick with, I mean, based on these two, if it's between these two, A, we're not telling you to go for Anthony. And, and let's Even be, though that, I feel like that's what you want us to tell but, you. But, but let's also be clear here. We love telling people to break up with people to go <laughs> get right. the thing they want. Well, yes. And when it's right. we love telling people how important humor is in a relationship. Yeah. So this is both those things. And we're still telling you to stick with James. Yeah. So you didn't get what you came yeah. for. Sorry. Take that for what it's worth. Well, James is happy. <laughs> And she should be happy too. She should be happy. You should be happy. Appreciate, be happy. Appreciate what you've got that's so great. Don't only notice what he's missing because it's something someone else has. You know what I think she sees? This is what I think. What? I think she's come to that moment in life where we are like, oh, this is it. I'm mm. going to spend the rest of my life with this person. And suddenly you have the terror. Oh, yeah. It's the small death. And she's 29. Death. The time's just right. The time's just right. Yeah. It's that little death we all experience. Yes. It's a death and you have to come to terms with that death. It's a death, but in death... The plant dies, turns to crap, and then that fertilizes an even bigger, more beautiful plant. Yes. And that's what's happening here. Let that go. Let the fear of death in this, what's his name, Anthony? Yeah. That's his real name, remember? (laughs) Oh, Anthony works at the grocery store. (laughs) Saving his pennies for Sunday. Mama Leone left a note on the door. She said, Sonny, move out to the country. Ah, but working so hard can give you a heart attack. Tack, 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 tack. You ought to know by. You ought to oh, know. Oh, God, by. that was so loud. <laughs> They're like, shut up. No more singing. Let's just hear this jackhammering. It's better. Anyway, my point is, is that you must come to terms with this moment you're having. James is your life. For now. I mean, this is according this is to it. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you In your sold, own words. You sold us, yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. Not our fault. Yeah, yeah. It's your fault. Anthony is the this this thing this thing that you're like if I can just grab you know that I can avoid death but it's not death it's rebirth let go of Anthony mm-hmm. you know what this reminds me of and then I swear we'll move on there was that caller episode it's gonna drive me crazy I can't remember her name but it was about mourning the paths not taken yeah or not explored not yeah. traveled like Anthony represents a path that you know had potential. She's still thinking about it. She still likes his company. And now that she's got something so good, she has to really kill that. Yes. It dies. It dies. It has has to to be killed. Yeah. And and you know what? You can let it live. Let it live. The fantasy can live. You can let it live. Mm -hmm. But it has to remain a fantasy. There are girls, I'll be, I've told you, there are still girls that I think about and like, like, ah, but it's not like, oh, I want it. It's like, oh, that was nice. I can live that for a second and then leave. The sliding doors effect. Yeah. The movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I know the sliding okay. doors. All I'm saying is that we all, like I very, you know, once in a while I'll be like, oh, if I had stayed with him or if we had done that, if I had moved to London like I was supposed to do, I would have a completely different life right now if I hadn't met you. There are all these paths not taken and you will mourn them and you have to accept that and not give it too much credence. Yes. And also know, really mathematically speaking, there is a very good chance it wouldn't work out. Oh, yeah. Who knows? You, this is the info you gave us. Yeah. If you exaggerated or misrepresented it, it's your fault. Yeah. We're just we're just saying what we saw. Mm -hmm. And she said, ultimately, this is this stands up to me. And then I swear we'll wrap. She said, Anthony, I would say, is not as dependable to me. That's a big problem. That's the that's one of the biggest top things problem. you should be looking for in your forever partner. Yeah. Dependability. Oh, a, humor oh. is is a is a cherry on yeah. top. Oh, we we need uh you know we need salt. I, I didn't get salt for tonight's dinner. Can you go out and get? It? Oh yeah, absolutely. Get home, no salt. <laughs> Just sitting on the couch playing video games. That's the example. Yeah. All right, a good luck. I feel like you needed a bit a just for, luck, yeah. for you. All right, this next question is she didn't sign, so I'll say anonymous. Good morning. Hmm. Oh, wow. She's lucky. She just made it. <laughs> it's just before noon here. She knew. Just to start off, I love your podcast. And also, you both have really good laughs. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Anonymous. I've never, no one ever compliments my laugh. You have a great laugh. Do I? Mm -hmm. You have many shades of laughter. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. You've both said, or at least Andy has said, that you are friends with people you've previously dated. So I'm seeking your thoughts slash advice. We are both 35 years old. We met naturally last December and instantly connected as what I thought would be a good friendship. For I love that. We met naturally. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't an aberration of nature. <laughs> Forward to April, we expressed feelings for each other, that we wanted to try dating, and if it didn't work, we would return to friendship. The problem, he decided that he doesn't want to date anymore. About two months into dating, he started to become more distant, significantly less texting, and not making time, pulling back on compliments, etc. We had a few conversations about it along the way, and he would try for a couple days and then retreat again. He has an avoidant dating personality. We had pretty good awareness into each other's backgrounds and areas that we are both working on in therapy, etc. We are very sexually compatible. It's playful, explorative, caring, nurturing, and passionate. This is something we both agree on. I asked for space once he said he didn't want to date. I understand not wanting to date, but I'm hurt and angry by his avoidance to just end it earlier and speak up. His avoidance made him do things that instantly hurt the parts of me that often don't feel important, and he already knew this was a thing for me. It doesn't feel like he kept that importance we placed on our friendship in mind. I told him I didn't know if I could do a friendship and asked for space. After two weeks, I reached out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. That's just so relatable. Yeah. We met up to check in. I had questions for him and I shared how I was feeling. Loss of trust in his word, fear for allowing him in, not knowing if he deserves my friendship. What sucked is how comfortable it simultaneously felt to hang out and talk. Also, he asked if I had any interest in spending the night. Neither of us have been people that sleep with exes once it's over, but I stayed. And once again, sex was amazing. Uh, probably better than before. Uh, 
Yeah, that extra layer. It's a good point, Andy. I become incredibly sad at the idea of not having him in my life. We share a lot in common and I've been able to share things that I typically don't or takes me sometimes years to share with someone. I'm not sure if I should try to repair this friendship. I'm not sure how to be friends with someone where that sexual compatibility is incredible. Do thoughts around that go away? How does one transition from dating to friendship? Thank you, Anonymous. Hmm. I mean, this is there's this, this is a lot of questions. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to focus on like all those. How does one transition? Blah blah blah. Because that's too general. But we're yeah. going to address her situation. Yeah, her specific situation. Yeah. First of all, if there's still strong sexual desire, mm-hmm. you can't be friends. Yeah. Period. You can be f buddies. But I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I learned everything, by the way, now on TikTok. I just, that's everything. <laughs> everything I know is from TikTok. But I did see a TikTok where the Chinese are like, they love this guy. Andy. He's the best. <laughs> Get everything. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. No, TikTok. I don't like TikTok. Yeah, you like TikTok better than me. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. But I, I will say that it does have very good AI and it knows what I like. Yeah. And it gives, it's starting to give me things that are, I'm, I'm learning things. Oh. I'll be honest. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting garbage. I'm not getting a bunch of like, you know, inappropriate girls dancing around half naked. I'm not getting any of that. Well, once in a while, (laughs) only on Saturdays, just, just for a few hours. But no, seriously, I don't get any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like science discussions, philosophy discussions. But how does it make you feel to know that your mind is being learned to a point where they know to give you that? Doesn't it feel violating? It feels violating, but it also feels like a restaurant where you go and they're like, what kind of food do you like? And I'm like, oh, I like this. And I sometimes like that, but I don't like this. They're like, we got you taken oh, care of. Oh, it's back to the decision making. Yeah. It's like an omakase <laughs> where the chef knows you. <laughs> Can I tell you something even kind of a, maybe a little twisted? What? I like that it knows me because it knows me better than I know me. Oh. And it knowing me means that there's a me to know. Oh, that's dark yeah you just went super dark yeah that was might be the most andy thing you've ever said yeah it's up there there is there's of course an andy to know no i know but what i'm saying (laughs) is sometimes i lose myself i'm like who am i i don't know myself but then tiktok knows me and i'm like oh there's me i'm on tiktok see the oh the only time i'm really cool with having my my movements tracked or what i'm clearly interested in tracked like so i'm never on tiktok uh but I mean, I wasn't humble bragging. It's just fact. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll be online, like looking at things, sort of like window shopping online. And then I'll be off doing something else. And then I'll see an ad for the thing I was shopping. And I did like it. And, I, and I'm and i glad to be reminded of it. Right. But they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. That's different. These people are not trying to sell me something. I mean, theoretically, they are. They're just trying to say like, Andy, you like this. Here it is. Enjoy. They just want me to keep watching. Yeah. Which I don't do. I'll watch and then I'll be like, okay, I had my fill. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> about TikTok. This isn't about TikTok. I saw a thing on TikTok. Okay. And, and it was interesting. I didn't know this, but but women, when they have sex, it releases oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And oxytocin creates a bond yeah. with who they're having sex with. You only just learned this? I knew this tangentially. I, I, I didn't know... I didn't know the two chemicals that were happening. Okay. I'm only going to reference. I knew it with women, but I didn't know the thing that went on with men. Oh, yeah. And with men, it's kind of the opposite yes. in a way. It's testosterone that's released. And mm-hmm. they're just like, bye. Yes. I mean, they may want it again, but it felt good uh-huh. like a, a day later or two. But 
but they don't, they're not like, oh, I need to be How with that person. messed up is that? It's sick. Well, but how, it's life. That's so messed up. It's not messed up. It's they, life. They're re- yeah, but they're releasing different chemicals to it's, make one person want it more and the other person want it, like, want well, the person. Well, now you're, you're, you have a beef with nature itself. <laughs> The fabric of the universe. You okay. want to you take that stand? I'm only going to link out here our episode with Tracy McMillan mm-hmm. because we talk about it here. Yes. And it, that was a really, really Amazing. one of our best hot topics. Great, great hot yes. topic. Yes. Anyway, An my point one. is, is that it's dangerous for women to be in this situation more than it is for the man. Yeah. So I would avoid at all costs any people you have strong sexual desires for that don't desire you the same way in a relationship, mm-hmm. avoid it because it's going to not only mess with your head completely, but it's going to ruin your other dating opportunities. Oh, that's, that is the big danger here. The gray yeah. zone where she has blinders on for him and he's, she know. okay, is it okay if I go? Yeah. I have, I have the same take as you, but it's so much harder or harsher. Like I am going to be honest with you, anonymous. This guy is not your friend. No. He has not treated her like a friend in their relationship. She said, we naturally met last December and instantly connected. She thought it'd be a good friendship. Fast forward to April, they expressed feeling towards each other. So the friendship is what, four months old? Four months? So basically what they were, it was all a precursor to dating. They weren't like lifelong friends. I'm sorry. They were always going to date. It just took longer for it to happen. And then in the relationship, he, knowing the things about her that he learned as a platonic friend, still did actions that would hurt her and knew they would hurt her specifically, especially because of their four-month-long friendship. Well, he played her in the worst way. Yes. He did not treat her like a friend. He did not show her respect as another human being who he has any interest in as a friend. He treated her like an F without the buddy. Uh, Exactly. Wow. That just landed with me. An F without the buddy. Yeah. I, I know that you re- there's something about this person really speaks to her. I I get the impression that she wants to date him fully, right? Like she's like, how do we transition to being friends? I think she's willing to go back to being friends just because she doesn't want to lose him in her life. But one of the reasons she doesn't want to lose him in her life is because she can't see clearly because the sex is so amazing. Yeah. And every time you have sex with him, you are strengthening that, that part of your brain that is attached to him. The oxytocin or just also the company, like the, the parts of him that are the best parts are coming through in those moments. But you've learned from experience that dating him does not work and that he actually actually doesn't treat you with respect or at least not in respect in the way that you require. You know what? I went to a bar when I was like 15. It was a bar called O'Reilly's. It's gone now. So I'm not going to get them thrown in prison, but they served all underage kids. And I don't mean underage, like 19. Yeah. If you went to this bar back then when I was in high school, Uh you walked in, it would look like a daycare center. (laughs) Wait, so was it just the known bar? It's like it the bar. It was the bar oh, okay. you went to drink when you were not only underage, but like deeply underage. Oh my God. And I got, it was the first place I ever got drunk in my life. And I remember, I was drinking Long Island iced tea. It was so <laughs> trashy. They, they were like, you know, well, I you remember. you want to get drunk fast and cheap. Yeah, I had this friend, Danny, and he and I said, to, I, I didn't know anything about drinking and he had been drinking for a while. He was really cool. <laughs> so I'm sure How he's like he? in prison now. <laughs> But he he was like my age. Uh, okay, we're, yeah, we're but talking, he had just started drinking when he was like, like twelve, like sixteen years old. Like how we old were you? fifteen and sixteen. Okay, so I drank this whole Long Island iced tea, uh-huh. and I was wasted. Okay, and I was like fifteen. I'm just walking around. It, I, I if I could, if I would pay so much money to walk into this bar and see what it looked like that night. Mm-hmm. Can't have bars like that anymore in the city. 
No. no. I mean, the I hope The worst not. you get is maybe some 19-year-olds. Nowadays, they card. They do the electronic thing. Oh, they yeah. like, even I get, I'm getting carded constantly. I'm getting my, my driver's but license you put in like the machine. It? No, but I know it's not about my age. It's about they, they want to know if I get into trouble in there, they have my information. Oh, I, I found that out. I, I, I kind of was asked a guy once a few years ago. I was like, are you really? You think I'm? He's like, no, it's not about your age. We just want to, if there's trouble, we want to know who you are. I was like, oh. <laughs> So you, th- you don't think I look maybe 20? <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm laughing way too hard. No, no, it's really not that funny. After that time, I got drunk. It was so good. I mean, the first time you get drunk is just amazing. Uh-huh. It's like anything the first time that's good. And okay. then and then it sort of becomes all day for a while. Still good, though, sometimes. <laughs> I got to be honest. Drunk, being drunk has its longevity. But not too drunk. Anyway, my point <laughs> is drink responsibly. <laughs> or not at all. Because I or really, all. I support you know a, a sober I, lifestyle. There's nothing. Uh, when I haven't drank in like a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Or, or more, I feel great. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I drink less now than I ever have in my life, and I feel great. Yeah, and you know what? When I do drink, that first drink is so much better because I haven't had a drink in a while. Yeah, or you just don't drink. <laughs> or I don't drink. <laughs> okay. You keep bringing no, it no, back no, to but drinking, then when you and do I'm like, have you don't drink. need to drink. No, but when you do drink. <laughs> All no, I'm saying anyway. is that I love a good N.A. cocktail now and again. Okay. Let, let, we're getting way off track. Am my I being point, all superior like TikTok? Yeah, again? yeah. What is, you don't do TikTok. You don't drink alcohol. <laughs> what else? So after that night, when I would, people like, oh, you want to go to O'Reilly's? I would have a rush. I'd be like, yes. Mm. I associated O'Reilly's with the feeling of just good. Yeah. And I kept going back there. And over time, I'd be like, wait. It's not, this isn't that good. This yeah. bar is gross. Yeah. And I, you know, get drinking became like a, yeah, I'm drinking again, whatever. Yeah. I never was able to achieve that feeling I had of that first time I got drunk at O'Reilly's. Yeah. But I kept going back to O'Reilly's because the association was there. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you have to eventually disassociate the chemical bond, bond. you have with the thing that's not related to the good feeling. The good yeah. feeling you have with this guy has it's, nothing to do with him. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you and him. It has to do with literally your body saying like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have really good sexual chemistry and good sex. Yeah. Which I'm going to be honest, like like you said, it probably was better. Yes. Probably better after they tried dating and after it, went, it was so tumultuous, after she was left feeling so shitty about herself. She asked for space when he says he doesn't want to date. And then two weeks later, she reaches back out. Yeah. He doesn't come chasing her. No. He could live without her. Do you not think if he cared about her as a friend, she's like, I need space after you did this to me. I like, he's like, okay, I'll give you space. But I do feel like he should also be like, I really miss your friendship. Like, I'm sorry I fucked this up. Can we just go back to being friends? No, you're right. He's treating her yeah. like an F without let, the buddy. And let me tell you something. If I had gotten drunk at the bar next door to O'Reilly's for yeah. my first time, yeah. and then I went to O'Reilly's, I'd be like, oh, this place, the bathroom's disgusting. It smells like stale beer. The mm. bartenders are surly. surly. This place is gross. <laughs> Everyone in here is a kid. Mm. I mean, I guess I was a kid, kid. but still, it was weird, even back then. Surly is such a great word. It is, surly. Surly. I haven't heard that in a while. You know, I read a book, um, The Perfect Storm. I know I talk about this a lot. (laughs) Andy (laughs) loves The Perfect Storm. It's a a great book. And movie. And the movie was good. You know what? The movie was what you'd expect, but it was good. Of that genre, 
Perfect Storm. I will not oh, shit on Perfect oh Storm. My, that was a as good, if, okay, all yeah. on your high, acting like you don't love Perfect Storm. Anytime Perfect Storm is on TV, Andy will go and watch it and wonder how long it is. Not wonder. You know how long it is until the wave scene or how long since the wave scene. I, if it's past the wave scene, you're no longer watching it. Otherwise, you will record it or like come back to the channel in order to see the wave scene. This is 100% correct. <laughs> I have no argument. Anyway, in the Perfect Storm, there is a scene where he describes at night the, sort of as the sun is setting these these waves in uh -huh. this storm that are huge yeah they're 70 foot waves like consistent 70 foot waves yeah. that the this ship is sailing into and it's getting dark and he described the waves as surly Ooh. and i was just like that is exactly right yeah. and i and i just fell in love with that word oh surly waves surly they're surly it's like they're not just big and tall and dangerous yeah. and scary they have like Attitude. an innate uh, malevolence. A, yeah, Mane malevolence, 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 malevolence. <laughs> I realize I've never said that out loud before. I've said malevolent. Malevolence. Oh, Andy, innate. you with your words today. Anyway, my point is, is that these things, these associations must be broken. Yes. You have to know what is good and what is bad. Mm -hmm. The bar is bad. The feeling is good. Yeah. The bar is bad. <laughs> feeling is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let go, cut it off. And the only way that anything will ever come of this that you want will be, as we've said a million times before, mm -hmm. is to cut this off cold. Unless what she wants is just an F-buddy she can't handle it. Light on the butt. Yeah, she can't handle it. But that's that's why I was about to come through with a caveat for that. But yes, she can't handle it. It's clear she cannot handle that. It, some people might be able to handle it. I'm sorry, Anonymous. I you, you can't handle it. She can't handle just being this guy's F buddy. No. It's obvious. Okay, Anonymous. Good luck. You are definitely, definitely going to need it because we've been there and you are high on something right now. She's high on the sex. Tosin. The Tosin. Stiff Tosin. Mm -hmm. All right. Good luck. All right. This next question is from another anonymous. Dear Shandy, my boyfriend sucks at driving. He has gotten into three major accidents in 18 months with his, with his car needing thousands of dollars in repairs, including a whole new engine and clutch. He has driven over a pipe in the road, a cinder block, and last week got in an accident with an impaired driver. I have been empathetic to his car struggles and have tried to be supportive in any way I can. I recently got a brand new Tesla, my first car that I saved up a ton for. The day I got the car, my boyfriend asked to drive it and I grimaced. <laughs> <laughs> I am scared to let him drive my car because of his track record. I have never been in an accident and he has been in around six and has totaled two cars. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, this guy shouldn't be allowed to drive. How does he still have a license? I do eventually want to have us share the car since we live together, but I am terrified of letting him drive my car. I don't know if I should be strict and never let him drive or have him somehow prove to me that he can drive safely, which just feels icky and not like my character. Maybe a defensive driving course? Please help. Anonymous. She is 27 female. He is 29 male. He's never allowed to drive her car, period. Yeah, she saved up. It's her car. It's no. her money. It's her car. I won't let her. I don't care. I yeah. don't care if it ruins relationship. <laughs> He's not driving your car. No. Period. I'm, I'm sorry. And he needs help. There's something wrong with this Three guy. Three major accidents in 18 months. That's insane. 
He has been in around six accidents and total two cars. This guy's going to die on the road. It's interesting. He has driven over a pipe in the road, a cinder block in last week. So like, I understand getting an accident with an impaired driver. That's not on okay. him. But but who do you, how do you know it's not? It wasn't his fault. Just because the guy was impaired doesn't mean he also wasn't to blame. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay. I feel this is a short answer. Don't let him drive your car. I don't think you need to explain yourself. I think it's pretty obvious. I can't I kind of can't believe that he's asking to drive her car with his track record. It's insane. It's like have you ever seen the movie Final Destination? Final Destination? Yeah. Final Destination. It's not a movie you would see. It's a, okay. it's a horror movie. Oh, okay. It's basically like this thing where that sounds like a basically movie. you're like there's people who are marked for death and there's nothing they can do. Like okay. they could sit in a room alone like with a straight jacket with the doors locked and somehow death is going to find them in a really horrible way. Oh, it's man. just a terrible movie. It's really How are horrible. they marked for death? I don't remember. It's been a while since the last Final Destination. There was by like seven Final Destinations. Oh, okay. So it was a lot. It was actually like never saw. the final. It was just like almost the final destination. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was we're getting there. The near final destination. Yeah, yeah. I think seven was the final <laughs> destination. The penultimate destination. Yeah, the final final destination. <laughs> but they um they were marked, and this guy is like the final destination of car crashes. Like he can't escape car crashes. And honestly, maybe it's just bad luck. What I'm I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt by bringing in the final destination analogy. Yeah. Like maybe he's just like in the worst car luck in the world. Yeah. Either way, this guy needs to stop driving. Oh. I'm not kidding. He needs to take public transportation. He shouldn't be allowed to drive any car and absolutely should not be allowed to drive your brand new Tesla. Oh man, she says uh, it feels icky to have him somehow prove to her that he can drive safely. I do not think that's icky. That's just you being a reasonable person who has seen what he has done with other cars and, and by, been like, actually, maybe you should give, say, like, defensive driving a go. I think a defensive oh. driving course is a good call. And, and also, we're not talking about Apple earbuds. Huh? We're not talking about like, can I borrow your Apple earbuds? Oh. <laughs> sorry, no, that was a really rough segue. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry about that. But you, but yeah, that's earbuds. what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like, you know, oh, can I borrow your earbuds? Like, uh, you know, you have a tendency to lose things. And, yeah. Okay, what is it? $100? Yeah. Worst case scenario? Yeah. This is someone's life. He could kill people. He could kill himself. Her relationship could be over once he's at a hospital. And also, a Tesla isn't cheap, and it's her first car she's saved up for. This is a huge investment on her part. This is a he, life and death and money. This is a serious situation. Yeah. He cannot drive her car. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was quick. Can you picture anyone disagreeing with us on this? No. You'd have to be, <laughs> you're, you'd have to be a bad person. You'd have to be someone who wants... To cause damage to the world. Or maybe you're someone who's been in a lot of accidents and none of them were your fault. And so we're like maligning this guy for his track record. But some of these things he How many did, people do you know who've gone into three car never, accidents in 18 months and none of them were their fault? How is that possible? Yeah. I mean, defensive driving is a thing. And you know, you can be on a road driving and you see someone yeah. doing that kind of thing and you're like, ooh, I'm just staying away from that car. Yeah. Scary. I feel like he's that guy. He's the guy. He's the guy who causes accidents. He's the guy who thinks he's in a video game or the, I don't know like what his sense of money finances are or like the repercussions. Like I, it doesn't sound like he's killing anyone, but the fact that he's totaled two cars. He hasn't cars, killed anyone yet. Yeah. Give him time. And this is a no brainer anonymous. Sorry. And I mean, I'll, not sorry. Like congratulations, first of all, on your Tesla and for yeah, buying yeah. yourself a car. Enjoy it. 
it's not your responsibility to share it with your boyfriend. And also, you want to end this relationship real fast? Let him borrow the car and mm. watch what happens if he gets into so much as the slightest fender bender. Mm. The fight you will have will be relationship ending. Mm. And you'll never get over it. You'll be like, remember that time that I said I didn't want you to borrow a car? I didn't want you to borrow a car. You borrowed the car. You got in an accident. How can you live through that? How could that relationship survive that? I'm going to be honest. I'm judging him for putting pressure on her. I on, on, am also. Yeah, I, he is a dick. I can't believe he's like, let me drive your new Tesla. Could you imagine? I can't even think of an analogy. It's I, so absurd. I imagine because she says I've been trying to be empathetic to his, his issues, like his car troubles. I imagine that he comes home and he's like, this happened to me. That thing came out of nowhere. That guy was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I drew, that cinder block, I didn't see it. But I'm sure that he has his reasons. He probably thinks that he's not doing anything wrong. And look, maybe, like we said, maybe he's just really unlucky. It's just not a great look. And I think there's nothing wrong with making someone prove themselves. I mean, imagine if like you had a friend who was like, no, they, they called him old red wine Lucy because every time she went out, she'd spill red wine on her dress uh -huh. every night. Yeah. There's never, literally every picture at the end of the night <laughs> is Lucy covered in red wine. Yeah, red, no, but and then Lucy comes to you. She's like, Charlene, I just love this dress, and we're the same size. Yeah, is it okay? That cream dress. Yeah, that, that silk yeah, cream. That, dress. that blinding white dress that you have that's so expensive and beautiful. I have this bachelorette party. It's going to go to like seven in the morning. Oh, it's going to be great, but I want to look good in those pictures. Can yeah. I borrow your dress? <laughs> red wine, Lucy. Old red wine, Lucy. Okay, I mean, you have a point. And I, I, I agree with you. He's a dick. Well, I'm just, I, and also Duke, I'm judging him for putting her in that position where she's writing into a podcast being like, I feel icky asking him to prove to me that he's a good driver. Why is he asking her in the first place to drive her new Tesla? Like he should be, ha have some awareness of the fact that maybe she doesn't want to do that. She's been, she said she saved up a ton. She saved up so long to buy this her car, her first car. Like it's, it's honestly, it's like a cartoon. You know, it feels like a parody. It's almost like he's playing a, 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 like a prank on her. Yeah. She's being punked. Yeah. Put it this way. If Red Wine Lucy came up to you and asked this favor, what would your immediate emotion be? My first that's, be a good, like, that's a good point, actually. I think it would be disbelief that she was asking me. You would you would you would judge her for asking you. Yes. You'd be like you it would monster. Shows, it shows such a lack of awareness of yeah. her own actions, her own history. Right. Her own habits. Right. That she would ask me. I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you know after I got into, I I've spoken about this, I got into a bad car accident when I was nineteen. Yeah. You know, after that car accident. I didn't ask to borrow someone's car for like 20 years mm. because I knew that they might know about my accident or they may have heard about it from someone else or they might be a close friend that definitely knows. And I was like, I'm not going to go there because it's so disrespectful for me to put you in a position to be like, well, you're a good friend. Yeah. And you are asking a favor that a lot of people ask. Yeah. But you also got into that horrible accident. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's an accident where you almost died. Yeah. You should have died, frankly. You were avoiding an, an opossum. An yeah. opossum. We've discovered that it's both. Yeah. It's either an it's opossum, both possum or and possum. A, a possum. Yeah. But you, you were avoiding that and then you hit a tree and yeah. it was a horrible accident. It was so bad that you were like, I can't. Yeah. I couldn't do that to somebody else. Yeah. I don't even want to bring it up. I don't even want to, if, if someone starts talking about a conversation about some other person borrowing a car, I don't even want to be near it. Oh my it. God. You know what? We're, we're getting to the root of this. Shame. 
She has no shame. He oh, sorry. I was thinking of Lucy. <laughs> I thought we were talking about her. But he also has no shame. Yeah, he ha doesn't have shame around it because he doesn't think it's his fault. I bet you he doesn't think it's his fault. Yeah, I think that this question might be a red herring for some other issue with this guy. Mm. This guy has an issue, and it has to do with this. This is, this is a microcosm of some issue. But the fact that he knows how much this means to you, and you touched on this very well, this test, this test, this is your dream. This is your baby. This mm -hmm. is your first baby. Yeah. And he knows how much it means to you. And he knows that he is Red Wine Lucy. He knows <laughs> it as well as everybody else. Yeah. And he still is asking you, the person he supposedly cares the most about in the world, yeah. he's asking you to borrow the thing that you treasure, this thing you've worked yeah. so hard for. Something's wrong there. Yeah. And I think you should think about that mm -hmm. rather than this this logistical question, which is a hard no. Yeah, yeah. Just hard no, no exception. Yeah. There's something else here. I don't think this is the Dear Shandy question. Yeah. This is an obvious. And you could ask your neighbor this. They'd tell you. They're like, what are you, crazy? Don't give him the car. Yeah. The Dear Shandy question is, why is my boyfriend like this? Mm -hmm. And we need more information, obviously, to answer that. But I want you to think about there's, that. There's a lack of shame. Yeah. A lack of shame. I agree. It's shame. rooted in a lack of shame. Yeah. Okay. Anonymous. Good luck. I have two announcements for our Q&A listeners. The first is... To people submitting questions, I'm doing that thing I do every couple of months where I remind you that length is a factor in whether or not your question will get chosen. Yes, and this is one of the few instances where length is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, oh, we I'm gradually assembling updates. So if you have submitted a question or been a caller and we've used your question, answered it, please let us know what has happened in the months since. Maybe years since. Okay, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.